Hey you, what's happening at work? What's keeping you up at night? What's causing you frustration or depleting your wellness at work? Talk to me and with me. This is Joyce Odinison, your host with the What's Happening at Work show, where we create solutions to work, live, and play well. Join me now for next episode. Hello, hello. So what's happening at work for you? This is Joyce Odinison, and I'm so excited to come to you this week. Wow, so much has been happening. It has been a really busy week. There's been a lot to look at. I want to tell you about some of the pieces that I have been working on uh, this week. So this week I started off, and one of the questions that we we would, uh, the courses that we were teaching this week was on creating questions, how to ask questions at work of your employees, of your peers that are non-threatening, that are, are going to elicit a response, a positive response. You see, sometimes we don't take the time to think about what we want to have as a response before we engage. And I think I want to, I want to encourage you to do that now. I, I want to really challenge you to ask yourself, hmm, I wonder how that person is going to respond. I wonder what I could say or do to create a response more favorable to me. You see, that's your responsibility. That's something we all have to do. And sometimes we put it on the back burner and we don't do that. And then we have a lot of negative exchanges happening at work. Last night I was on a call and I've been part of this seminar that's been running on conflict and dissolving conflict at work. And as part of the group, someone asked the question, it's like, you know, I haven't, it's hard for me to forgive this person because they've done so much to you know, to me and they've hurt me so much. And I, I ask, you know, who is forgiveness for? Is forgiveness for you or is it for the other person? It's like we, we want people to earn forgiveness. It's not for them. Forgiveness is, is a gift to yourself, not to the other person. And it's important for us to remember that. So a couple of things I want you to think about this before this episode, because I really want to just name this episode on how we talk at work, you know, how we talk to each other at work. It's so, so, so important that we change the dialogue at work, you know, creating that new way to, to dialogue with each other. And some of the things came up because of conflict and some of it came up because of the courses I've been teaching. So we've been teaching at Coach Velocity School of Coaching this week. And a lot of the pieces, the courses are aligned and, and we have people who are going to be asking questions. Well, how does that work in the workplace? How does that work at work? So in our leadership, relational leadership series, we, we have a, a part of our program at Coach Velocity, which is the relational well-being a program that bring in the leadership's uh, piece, and that's focus on uh, leadership and relational well-being. And the leaders were asking, so this one leader was just so puzzled because she said, 
I have an employee who just doesn't seem to get it. Um, completely a lack of awareness, just not performing, not consistently underperforming, not meeting expectations. And I have done everything, everything. I've asked questions and this person won't share with me what their, their, you know, what their concerns are. And we've all have our ideas of what's been going on and we can talk about it. But in those situations, we have to create what I call responsible communication, where you're not taking on the full load of the dialogue. At some point, you as the leader, as much as we encourage coaching and compassion and understanding, there comes a point in time where someone has to take accountability for their own action. Coaching actually builds in accountability. One of the things that we ask um, in coaching is, how are you going to be accountable to that? How are you going to hold yourself accountable? What are some things you're going to do? Uh, what are some ways you're going to hold yourself accountable? Because it puts the onus back on that person. Is this task something you want to accomplish? And I think sometimes as leaders, we're afraid to ask that question. We think if we ask the employees if they want to do it and they say, no, what am I going to do? Well, then you ask them, what else do you want to do? So you ask the, the, the employee, would you like to be better at doing this? It's okay if they say no, because you say, you know what? So it sounds like you don't want to get better at doing this, but because you're in this role right now, we have a specific requirement for you to perform in this role. So until you move on to your ideal role or you move on somewhere else, while you're holding this space, I have some expectations for you. I think sometimes we, we, we're, we're doing too much shepherding and we need to encourage accountability in the conversation and give the onus back to the employee so they take on the responsibility. Instead of you as a leader carrying this weight up the hill, you need to let it go and say, come on now. While you're in this role, I've had leaders who say to me, Joyce, what if they say no? What if they tell me they hate the job? Like, you know what? I'm very sorry that you hate your job. That must be very taxing for you. That must make coming to work very difficult for you. I understand that. So I think you should do something about that. If you hate the job, you should not be working in this job. So while I would like you to set a goal for yourself to get out of this job and get into your ideal job, but in the space and time while you're doing that, I need X, Y, Z. I have some expectations. I need these things done. So I want you to put your hates back, you know, just bury it for that moment while you focus on the outcomes of this position. And while you're doing that, I'm going to champion you. If there's anything I can do to support you moving on, that's okay. Because having someone on your team who hates their job is a drag. Why on earth would you as a leader want to have somebody on your team who hates their job? Gosh, tell me the first thing in the morning. Let me know you hate the job. I don't want I don't want to have that negative energy dragging everyone else down, pulling down the team. No. Help them on their way. You don't you don't, you don't want to Oh, somebody's, you know, one of my dears, 
well, we don't want to encourage people to leave. I'm like, yes, you do. You want to encourage them to leave. Have mercy. You do. Encourage them on so that the rest of your team can breathe. So that your job becomes easier. So you so you make room for that person who loves that job to come in. If you keep that person who hates the job, you're keeping hate and dislike and mar- you're, you're, you're stuck in that negative energy. We need to release ourselves. That goes into, that seeps into your pores. Did you know the skin is the largest organ in the body? And when you have that negative energy there, that hate, it makes everybody's day longer and gloomy. Oh, wonder all your employees don't get sick. You need that person to leave. Tell, let them tell you they hate the job so you can tell them. And so thank you for letting me know. How do you plan on moving to something you love? What's your exit plan? Absolutely. I need you to share your exit plan with me. In the next 90 days, I'd really like to see your exit plan. But while you're working on that, I have some expectations for this job. There are some requirements that needs to be done. And you know what? If you can't do the job you hate, so, you know, this is an exercise. Completing this job well, even though you don't like it, will tell God that you are actually preparing for something better that you're worthy of getting the job you love. Consider this, the penance you pay for the good job that you love, the task you love to do. I think sometimes we mess around and we don't have the real critical conversations we need to have at work. That's not disrespectful. That's just frank conversation. And it needs to be had. Stop hesitating from asking people to tell you the truth. Don't encourage employees to go around lying to themselves and lying to you. Well, they're probably not lying to themselves. They know they hate the job. They're dragging their butts. They don't get it done. They don't fulfill. They they can't meet the requirements and they're always falling behind. Expectations are not met. And you're you're there trying, why aren't you, why have you done that? Do you need retraining? What? Come off. Like, really? Get a job. Challenge them. Do you like working here? Is this your ideal job? How does it feel to be working here? How am I as your leader? Do you like working with me? You know what? That's the first thing I tell people when they want us. Do you like me? Do you like working with me? Because if you don't, don't apply. Don't even apply. I don't, don't even, no, I don't want you to do anything for me if you don't like me. And if I get a whiff that you don't like me, man, you're gone. Because I am not going to let myself be sucked into this negative energy. I have my own business, so I can ask you to leave. I can end the engagement. I can do those things. But you know what? You probably don't have because you're working in a unionized organization or you're working and people don't have the flexibility or the ability to move or to do. Yes, but you still need to have frank conversations. Ask them. Challenge them. Because sometimes they're walking around fooling themselves that, oh, it's going to get better. Oh, I'm going to... No, if you don't like the job and you don't have positive energy to the work, 
until you change your mindset and start accepting this is where I'm at right now. You know what? I had a coach who said, how you do one thing is how you do everything. If you cannot perform here and do your job and meet expectations and the basic requirements of your job, then what makes you deserve that ideal job? What makes you deserve it? Just because you're breathing? No, you're not entitled. None of us are entitled. We have to earn the things we want. So put in a good effort and I will give you a reference. <laughs> like, I am not kidding you. Who called? Guess who's been calling me? I've been saying to my husband, why doesn't this woman... This is someone who I hired to work with me. And I kind of noticed this person doesn't really want to work. So guess what? I invited them to let's end this agreement and I will be a reference for you if you find something else. Guess what? I gave them a positive reference because the person is bright, the person is intelligent, the person can do work, just not my work. That's what you don't understand. Nobody is all bad or all hopeless. They may not be good in this job, but they may excel at another job, at another position, in a different environment. So you do need to give people the opportunity to go on in life and get the things that are meant for them. Don't hold people back in your way. Invite them. Have you thought of moving on? Have you thought of applying for something else? Encourage them. Let them move. Sitting around, twiddling their thumb, pulling everyone down, making the workplace a drag for everyone, having bad attitude, never meeting their deadlines, always behind, making other people suffer. Hallelujah. That is not what your team members sign up for. So it's time to invite them to look for something else to do. And this is what I want to talk about today. It's really giving you, empowering yourself, giving yourself authority to, to have those conversations. There is no way you're going to get in trouble for asking your employee, do you like working here? Do you like my leadership style? Is my leadership style helping you to perform at your best? That was one thing I called on my leaders for to this week because everybody, there's 20 of us and we're asking, okay, what is the question you want to ask? What is the, what are you going to ask your employees? We go back with a question and nobody, nobody stepped up to say, I'm going to ask them if my leadership style helps them to excel. If I'm doing well as a leader, come on, you can't be, the, you can't be one way. You can't be doing performance evaluation for your employee and not giving them an opportunity to give you feedback. Feedback doesn't go one way. If you want to change the dialogue and the energy with your team, give them the opportunity to give you feedback. And if you're scared and you're not sure, you're unsure and you're kind of worried about, do it one-on-one -on -one with each person. Start with one or two people, the people who kind of like you most, and start to get yourself, get yourself um, toughen up. You know, build your resilience around, around hearing the things that maybe you don't like. Start asking questions. How am I doing as a leader? How is my leadership style helping you to excel? How do you think the team members are, are thriving with my leadership style? Are there things that you would do if you were in my role? 
It's okay to ask those questions. It's not the end of the world. You will learn something about yourself. One of the things we teach in coaching is that we can't see our blind spot. Others can. So if you ask those questions, guess what? You're going to learn things that you can change. You have the capacity to, and you have the ability to make a difference. And that's how we learn. And that's how we change what's happening at work. That's how we change the dialogue at work and the energy. That's how people engage at work, by having human conversations, bringing that humanity back into the workplace, creating those positive dialogues. You know, one of the webinars I taught last week was, you know, dealing with those interpersonal conflicts and diversity and, you know, the employees will tell me, oh, my goodness, this is so great. I love it. And this week I taught I taught on setting goals, having a goal for yourself. Every employee should have a goal for themselves that they, they for their own personal development. I don't care if they have a day left to retire. Their goal is to retire with a smile on their face. That's a goal, right? I want to retire with everything done feeling good about my job, feeling good about my impact, what I've left behind, that is a goal. Sometimes, oh, well, some of my people, ah, they're close to retirement, they're not motivated. It's like, man, give them something to be motivated about. Help them to set a goal. How are you going to leave this place? When are you going to leave? What you, Do you want to leave on a high? Do you want to leave on a low? Set a goal. It is so important. We don't spend time doing that at work. And then we wonder why people are not engaged. We wonder why people are not uh, committed to work. Why are they dragging? Why are they falling behind? It's too automated. Let's do that human connection back at work. Let's bring that humanity back into workplace. So that's what we're talking about today. And that's what I want to encourage you to do as you go into, you know, as you reflect on your week this week. I want you to think about what are some things that, you could have done differently. You could have changed. And where are some opportunities for you to go into this coming week in a more positive way? And I want to invite you. Think of joining us at Coach Velocity School of Coaching and take a course on how to take your conversation to the next level, how to relate better with your, with your team, with your employees, with your coworkers, how to have those frank conversations without being disrespectful. People think that being truthful means being rude or being disrespectful. No, it's not. Have mercy. No, we have to tell the truth. It sets us free. The tr There's freedom in saying the truth, in speaking your truth and speaking your, uh, you know, asking for what you're worth. It's incredibly important. So I want to encourage you today to think about that. Take some time. Journal. What was your week like at work? Did you build bridges or did you burn bridges? Did you create good relationships? Did you have some upsets? Did you annoy someone? <laughs> did someone get on your nerve? Is someone unforgiving? Then I want you to just release it. Release it. Just shake your shoulders. Just... Roll your shoulders back, take a deep breath and just say, ah, but it's over. It's a new week starting. This week ends and you have an opportunity to create a whole new different experience. But you have to do that based on a foundation of truth. So I want to leave you with that. Have a fabulous weekend and I will see you back 
next week, week, week out for my next episode. I'll be talking about my new book coming out, The Wiz Method Coaching, The Wellness Competency Mindset uh, Coaching Framework. And uh, wow, all the amazing things. I mean, this book blew me away. It took um, it took long to get that book done, but I'm excited about the reality. So I'll be sharing more about that and how you can use it in the workplace. Because as you know, my heart is at work and everything I do is to make the workplace uh, better, to make the workplace uh, uh, relationships more um, more fruitful so that you leave work and you go home to your family just empowered. We also have coming up November 8th to 10th, the Global Workplace Wellness Summit. So I'll be sharing more about what we're doing. You'll be starting to hear about our speakers and keynotes and our sponsors. It's going to be a very exciting time as uh, because it's all about workplace and workplace wellness and workplace habits and workplace relationships. And everything I do is how do we enhance what's going on at work? Because everybody has to work and employees take home more than just the paperclip. They take home how work makes them feel, how work uh, drags them down, and also how wonderful work is when they're productive and they're having high energy relationships that contribute to their well-being and their uh, positive mindset. So stay safe, stay well, and I'll catch you on another episode. Bye now. You've been listening to What's Happening at Work. This is Joyce O'Dillison, your host, and I want to thank you for being with us. Thank our guests and our sponsors, Interpersonal Wellness Services, Inc., the Global Workplace Wellness Summit, and of course, the Wellness Competency Mindset Movement. And if you want to hear from us, learn more or get more episodes, join us at interpersonalwellness.com, where we help you to work, live, and play well. Bye now, and we'll see you for another episode.